Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. This is Wandering in the Word for Sunday, February 27th. That means we are concluding the season of Epiphany and getting ready to jump into Lent already wow. next week. So there's that, but we there's end that. with like this very um, strange and wonderful story every year of the transfiguration of Jesus on a mountaintop. So yes. it's kind of a cool, a cool day to have every single year coming around, but it is weird <laughs> as we will discover. Um, <laughs> So should we just jump into it and see how fun and weird it it is? Okay, this will sound familiar if you've um, been in church much, because it comes up every year. So this is uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 through 36, and Melissa will read this one. Yes. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and they were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, this is my son, my chosen, listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent in those days and told no one of any of these things they had seen. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Well, well, well. Yeah. It's even weirder than I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wouldn't that have been so strange to just be Uh, there and then suddenly, like, with no warning, like, (laughs) ta-da, Jesus just changes his mm-hmm. his face suddenly looks different and his clothes yeah. were dazzling white and so it doesn't say that his face was like glowing but i i imagine him being very shiny mm-hmm. and yeah very bedazzled luminescent like. yes. yes luminescent maybe yeah something like that and then not only was jesus mm-hmm. um looking very glorious but then there's these two these two other old guys that show up <laughs> and they're talking with him and the yeah the disciples knew, or maybe they got told later, but somehow we know that it was Moses and Elijah. I was wondering, how did they know? Like, it's not like they had like Facebook accounts or anything <laughs> that are like history books right, right. Or, yeah. or anything like photographic of no what these guys look like. Yeah. Um, but somehow, yeah, they, they knew it was Moses and Elijah. Um, maybe they had their, their, you know, like action figures, they have their um, <laughs> accessories. Their accessories, yeah. So, what would they be accessorized with? I I picture Moses with like the staff. Um, the staff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and maybe he's carrying his shoes because he's on holy ground. Oh, there you go, there you go. Well, Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire, so, so maybe that was probably yeah. parked out back. Yeah, yeah he arrived some in kind that. Of, like mantle on, like a, yeah. a scarfy stole mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Surely all these all these Old Testament dudes looked kind of the was Elijah the bald one who 
commanded the she bears to attack the kids yes. that were making fun of him. Yep. Was that Elisha? It was one of those. Which one was the older? So if he was bald, that could have been. That could have been one of the giveaways. But anyways, that was <laughs> the glory of Jesus was reflected off his bald head. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, the Old Testament has some very fun stories in it. But mm-hmm. this, I mean, it is kind of interesting. And I wonder what's going through Jesus' mind as he's. I mean, yeah. apparently this isn't that weird for him, but maybe it is because <laughs> in verse. Um, 30, 31, um, they appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. So like Jesus is kind of facing his, his mortality here. Like they're talking about his departure, which is the cross, you know, or death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is it, the word accomplish is an interesting yeah. word choice to use with like being crucified. Like right. this was, this was kind of the, the mission, I guess it was going to be accomplished. And a departure is a strange way to think about death. I mean, it's just, it's not maybe how I would have phrased it if I was just like, yeah, you know, he's going to die. Yeah, you don't, yeah, to accomplish your death. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, as I uh, shut the lights off in my office and walk out, I'm not going to be like, see ya, Ellery, I'm going to accomplish my departure now. <laughs> wait, like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, so in in all of this sort of um, confusion and weirdness and glory, there's Peter and his companions. And I just think following Jesus must have just been exhausting. I feel like they're always <laughs> yes. sleeping. Yeah. When we get to Monday Thursday and Jesus <laughs> is praying in the garden, the, the disciples are sleeping. And he's like, stay awake, stay awake. And they're like, yep, yeah, okay. And then they fall asleep again. But here they actually have managed mm-hmm. to stay awake. And so they got to witness this. Otherwise, they would have missed it. Yeah. And we wouldn't says. have this story. That's true. Yeah. We wouldn't have known, known about this necessarily. Um, Maybe this did happen all the time. And this is the only time that they were like, oh, wait, <laughs> what? Like, you wait a second. in my mind right now. Yeah. Maybe they had regular midnight chats. Yeah. Moses, Elijah, I mean, they were just hanging. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I, I mean, and I love that it's Peter. I mean, good old Peter, you know, unfiltered, say what's on your mind, Peter. Um, who's just like, well, hey, this is good. This is awesome. Like, let's let's keep the party going. We'll we'll you know build some dwellings. We'll just stay here. Um, and I love that it said at the end of verse thirty three. You know, he says says those things, and he says the explanation of it is not knowing what he said. <laughs> like he just was like he's blathering on blathering or like not realizing the magnitude of what was going on or understandably. Yeah. I mean, in that moment, sure. I would have been like is happening mm-hmm. yeah and then and then the cloud comes and it's scary and you know again understandably so um and then there's this the voice the voice of god the same voice that was at jesus baptism a few chapters before saying you know this is my son my chosen listen to him um and then, then it doesn't say exactly how long it takes for the smoke to clear and the guys to leave and whatever happens. And it just says that after the voice spoke, Jesus was found alone. Mm-hmm. That had to have been trippy. Yeah, he was hanging out in the dark again on top of this mountain. And <laughs> then Peter manages to stay silent and told yeah. nobody anything about this in those days. I mean, eventually someone was told because it's recorded right here for us but um 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a interesting story. And you know, this whole, I mean, I think is epiphany time, you know, where Jesus glory is being revealed, his divinity, his mission, all of these things. And so this is a fitting way to kind of the, the, it's kind of the ultimate culmination, of all of that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Not only with the visual, but then with the the voice from heaven, like very clearly articulating, like once yeah. again, what is Jesus' core identity? Yes. This is my son, my chosen. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. And I can't help but hear those words, the listen to him. Uh, I mean, we've had two weeks of his sermon on the, on the plane, the, <laughs> yeah. the blessed bees and the, you know, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. And it, it's like, oh, do we have to <laughs> like, he's got hard things for us to do hard ways of living here, but um, he is God's chosen. So, um, but I think that this, this does kind of make a little bit more sense when we read it in context of the old Testament, which I think a lot of these references are for. So why don't we read that? I'll read um, our Old Testament reading for the 27th of February is Exodus 34, verses 29 to 35. It's about Moses. So Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment, gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses. The skin of his face was shining, and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Like it kind of helps make sense of it, but this also is a bizarre tale here of sorts. Um, his face, his face is shining. <laughs> like, and you know, this is you know, obviously this wasn't written in English, so mm-hmm. it, it's not literally the word shining. It's a, it's a Hebrew word, and I don't know what that word is, but I'm very curious what it is now. Like, what does that mean? Shining. Well, I think this is the text that um, there was some uh, confusion over this. And so (laughs) do you want to say you could say it? It's okay. So the some translators um, put that Moses uh, had horns. Yes. Yes. And so that you can see Uh this depicted in art in the in like a lot of Mm -hmm. classic Renaissance paintings, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's how you know it's Moses because he has horns growing out of his head. Yes, (laughs) obviously. There's like a buff Moses statue. Yes. That really caught me off guard because I was yep. expecting like an old man and he is like ripped. <laughs> was now what I was expecting. <laughs> like mid-20s Moses with the Yeah. That's right. So they that's right. So we don't quite know what the word shining means in this. Maybe it was horned. That'd be confusing too. Well, you know, Hebrew is often like a descriptive language. And so it's rather than like, you know, mountain, it's like, you know, part of the ground that is high in the sky or something. So like, it's this kind of more literal. So I wonder what that, we don't always know what the Hebrew word is for things. Um, 
but yeah. It was something scary. That's all something we know. Scary. People were so afraid. They couldn't mm-hmm. come near to him. And so, they had to cover his face yeah, up. Yeah, Moses is like, let me help you out here. Mm-hmm. And gets a veil, which maybe he just had on hand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What does that look down? Like? Well, of course, I picture like a wedding veil, but yes. I'm sure that's yep. not what it was. <laughs> is he it, like flips it up with lace. A masculine, <laughs> a masculine yes. veil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no lace. Yeah. <clears throat> but... um. Yeah, that would be, I mean, now that we are so used to seeing people in face masks all the time, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm envisioning yes. too, that there's something, you know, looped around his ears, you know, <laughs> covering up most of his face so that he's not scaring people when he's walking around. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, and I know the, why we have these texts together, obviously, you know, Moses is shiny, Jesus is shiny, um, but Moses is going and directly talking with god and when he does that that changes him right mm-hmm. something happens to him but in in the with jesus he's just talking apparently to moses and elijah it doesn't say here that jesus is talking to god god talks because mm-hmm. jesus them, is god because jesus is god so like but the voice of god still speaks to jesus unless that was just jesus like on hey everybody <laughs> this is my son that well, the voice little... is talking to the others that is not true. you are my son the oh this is my son yes yeah. which in so, some baptism accounts i think it is you are yeah not not no, this is or he but is. this is yeah this is my son my chosen but anyways i mean this is supposed to be a divine encounter right i mean for sure and moses has changed jesus has changed peter has changed and his companions um you know they have this god moment i guess mm-hmm. you know um well, it's just interesting, like the like the glory of God can kind of rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's kind of what happened with Moses and and the joke about glitter. Yes. You know, <laughs> how does that go? I don't know. Like if there's 20 people crafting together in a room and one person is using glitter, like how many art projects have glitter on them? 20. All 20 of them. Because yes. <laughs> um, you can't be around glitter without getting it on you. And and maybe the, the glory of God is something like that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, there, sometimes like when folks have, it doesn't have to be a God moment. Sometimes it can just be like, they just look different when they are kind of free of a burden that they've been carrying or there's something that's that's happened. They've been you know, had a transformation or a, some kind of thing and they just look glowing is my, a word we might use, you know, like joyful, happy. I know that's not quite what they're referring to here, but you know, there's kind of we we do have like we kind of understand that someone looks different even when they haven't changed per se. You know, they've got a bigger smile, they don't have the bags under their eyes, maybe like they're carrying themselves differently. They have a lighter step. A lighter step. Um, you know, that's um, something we know. Yes. I don't know. I don't know, but um, yeah, it, this. I'm so glad I don't have to preach on this. <laughs> oh, well, there you Lucky go. Lucky Pastor Brandy. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's a good, it's an interesting story, but it's just one that is so kind of different, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as the Old Testament story, um, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament does do some preaching about this story. And I have to say it, it leaves me more confused than if I <laughs> would have read Testament reading. Yeah. So second Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter three, verses 12 through chapter four, verse two, 
if you want to have a look at that prior to Sunday, um, that is also about Moses and the veil. And so uh, another another perspective on this funny story that may inform then how we hear and, and think about the transfiguration of Jesus as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, and there's something that when you're encountering God, you do have to lift a veil. You know, you kind of have to mm-hmm. be honest, you know, kind of take the masks off that we mm-hmm. have and and God can kind of cut to the part of the matter in us I think mm-hmm. when we're honest um, and I think that um, as Lutherans too we're, we're used to this idea of God being veiled in the theology of the cross um, that God's glory is found in weakness and we understand real presence in the sacrament that that God's presence comes to us in bread and wine and that's kind of like a veil and the the incarnation is even a veil in some ways that's that's broken through in the the story that we just read on the yeah. mountain but um, veils aren't so foreign to our theology as they might seem at first. Yeah. Can't see it generally perfectly. No, it's right. It's, that we know by faith what's behind there, but yeah. what we are looking at is bread and wine or yeah. water in a baptismal font. Yeah. God shows up. So, well, any closing thoughts here, folks? You have to wait till Sunday. <laughs> All right. Well, we can do that. Well, uh, Again, thank you, everyone, for joining us for our Wandering in the Word for February 27th, 2022. We're glad you could be with us. And for Melissa and Pastor Brandy and myself, we'll talk to you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.